Good morning and welcome to the Girl Recovering Podcast. My name is Kelly and this is your podcast for all things mental health in your 20s. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you're having a great start to the week whenever you are listening to this. And I hope you enjoyed the last series I just put out. As I said in that series, I will be starting a new one. Really fun and exciting, but along the same wavelength. So we are starting the Let's Love Being Alone series. Going along with the theme of breakups, I guess, but another really important theme in your 20s is learning how to love being alone. And it's really hard for a lot of people to do. And this year, especially for me, I feel like I've been doing it a lot. Between traveling by myself, living by myself at one point, I feel like I have quite a lot of experience and tips on the matter. So I wanted to share. So this episode is going to be all about solo travel. Traveling by yourself, doing your own thing. It's actually a very, very exciting topic, but after I traveled alone, a lot of people had a lot of questions for me. So for context, I traveled by myself around the United Kingdom in Europe for almost two weeks. I did, in fact, then go on to meet my friend traveling, and I know people travel alone way longer but that was my experience traveling alone. The reason I decided to travel by myself was because I really, really, really wanted to go to the UK. I think I've talked about this before, but I was supposed to actually study abroad in the UK, which didn't happen, thanks COVID. So I really, really wanted to go, and I always planned to live there for a semester. So I had this time these two weeks off, so I decided just to go for it and go by myself and decided I don't need someone else to come with me. I'm just going to go by myself and do my own thing because I had so many things that I wanted to do and see in the UK that probably wouldn't have fit with other people's itineraries anyway, so I just decided to go for it, and I did, and it really didn't even hit me until I think I touched down in London. It was very strange because I was really, really busy up until I left, so I didn't really have time to think about it or process it, and then I was on a plane, and then seven, eight hours later, I was in the UK, and everything seemed normal, and it was very strange, but honestly, it may seem scary at first, but it's really not scary when you get there because you're going to be so busy, you're not even going to be thinking about it, so that passion for wanting to do my own thing and really wanting to see this place I've always wanted to see and kind of led me to traveling by myself and honestly it was the best decision I ever made and I'm going to talk about why. So first I'm going to talk about the pros and the cons if you're wondering to do this. So first of all this is a great step in your journey of loving being alone or dating yourself because it really shows you a lot of independence, you can do whatever you want, you have no schedule, and you feel more motivated to push yourself to try new things. That's one of the really great things about being alone is that you always feel like you're pushing yourself to do more, at least for me, because I find when people push me, I don't really do the things that they push me to do, but when I'm by myself, I'm constantly wanting to improve and challenge myself to see what else I can do. So I would say those are some of the pros for sure. I think a lot of the things that come with traveling alone tend to be really, really good things. And I remember the first day I was ever traveling alone, I challenged myself to go to a restaurant and have a meal by myself. And that thought was very, very scary to me because I am someone who 
always needs to be around people. I like used to not be able to run errands by myself. I needed to go with people to restaurants, to malls, literally anywhere. So it was a big step for me. And when I got there, I realized it doesn't really matter that much. I was just way, way, way too in my head for no reason. And I did it a lot more times throughout that trip and it was like no big deal. And honestly, towards the end of my little two week travel stint, I really enjoyed just having the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. It was great and it taught me a lot about myself and just showed me the independence and the power that I have in my own self. But the cons that you should be aware of is yes, it can get lonely. I think everyone's first thought when they think solo anything is, isn't that really lonely though? Yes, it can get lonely, but you know, whenever I would feel lonely, I would just FaceTime home and it would put me right back where I needed to be. When you think about loneliness, bear with me. It's kind of a social construct, controversial opinion, but you don't need someone to make your life feel fulfilled in any way. In fact, after I've done all of these little alone experiments, I felt more fulfilled when I'm by myself. I love my friends, I love my family, but the times when I feel the most recharged and the most whole are the times that I get a day to myself. At home, alone, whatever it may be, that's when I feel most whole. So yes, it can get lonely in that you may, for me anyways, I'm seeing people traveling with their friends, but you can always push yourself to go introduce yourself or just focus on you because you don't want to be dragged to do things you don't want to do. The whole reason you're there is to do things that you want to do. The second con is that it can get expensive. Obviously, when you're traveling alone, you can't split the cost with people. So just keep in mind, you may need a bigger budget than expected when you are traveling alone. Also, I spent extra money sometimes just to be a little extra safe for things like sometimes I would Uber somewhere if I didn't feel super safe taking the public transit in that city, things like that. Also, you may want to stray away from sus situations. This is literally how I wrote it down. <laughs> but for me anyways, because I am a young woman, I did not go to the bars. I didn't really do the whole nightlife anywhere I was. I didn't even go out past dark anywhere that I was when I was traveling by myself, which obviously led to me missing out on some opportunities. This isn't the case for everybody. I know some friends who went and stayed in hostels when they were traveling alone and they met friends in their hostel and they went out together. So that's a different alternative. But for me, I really wanted to make this trip about myself. And for me, I felt safest staying in hotels or Airbnbs, but hostels are still a great option. It's a great social option. So if you are up for that, fully go for that. And then this line wouldn't even occur to you. But for me, anyways, this was just something that was a con for me. Okay. Now that we've gotten that all the way, let's talk about what I learned from the experience because it was one hell of a learning experience and it definitely pushed me way outside my comfort zone. So the first thing is a love for independence. I became so obsessed with being independent, doing things on my own, going for mini grocery shops on my own, going to restaurants on my own. I just loved it way more because I felt like no one could really affect my little bubble. (laughs) The only person that can make me sad is myself. No one could tell me anything that would make me sad. Literally, when you romanticize your life and you could fully make your life seem something that it isn't, but if that imagination of your life makes you happy, go for it. Who's to tell you they can't? And I kind of love that. (laughs) So no one can burst your bubble and you just go on living your life and you're independent. And 
honestly, I felt so fulfilled every time I took a subway the right way or (laughs) figured out a city's public transportation system by myself. Shout out to you, London Underground. You are confusing. But, you know, it just felt good having those mini wins and doing it by myself. I think because I was so codependent on people for a long time, it feels really good to be able to do things by myself and prove to myself that I can really do anything and the voices inside my head are literally just that. The second thing I learned is training myself to do what only I wanted to do. I have been a people pleaser for so long in my life that I think it became all-consuming and I wouldn't even think about it when someone would be like, oh, I want to do this. And even if I didn't want to do that, I would just go along with it because I was like, why not? And I didn't even think about my own needs and I would just push them to the side every single time. But I think when you spend time focusing on doing what you only want to do, you come to realize what you like more and what you enjoy more and what you cherish more. And I think that's really important going forward in life because when you go into a relationship or a friendship, it's pretty easy to just kind of push all your values to the side and just go with what the other person is thinking or values. You may want to become the person that they are just to please them. And I did that a lot in my past relationships. And again, I didn't even really realize it was a problem because I just thought it was me being chill, but really it was just me not following what I actually wanted to do. And that in turn made me so lost with myself, not knowing what things make me happy or make me value or the things that I'm passionate about anymore. So this trip for me was really about focusing on doing solely what I wanted to do. I filled my itineraries with what I wanted to do. And this enriched so many more experiences for me, going to museums and going to cafes or walking around, exploring. I used to do those with people all the time and just would go where they wanted to go. But now I was literally just going wherever I wanted to do and engulfing myself with the passions that I have and learning history that I wanted to learn. And that was a really big turning point for me because it showed me you don't need other people to make yourself happy and here are your actual passions. You don't need other people to write your passions for you. So the third point (laughs) after that tangent is there's more security in being alone. Like I said, I had always struggled with the idea of being alone. Being alone always made me very nervous and specifically very anxious. I didn't like to walk alone into a party. I didn't like to walk alone to a grocery store. That was a big one. I didn't like to do a lot of things alone because I was always wondering what people would think about me. But when you are traveling, You run into so many different people and you know they're not thinking about that at all. You come to realize that people don't care about you. They have no reason to. People are not judging you. They're not looking at you. They're probably not even giving you a second thought. People are in a city. They're passing by you every day. They are not sitting there being like, oh, I remember that girl that was by herself. No. No one cares. No one will even pay attention to you. And as harsh as that sound, it's actually a really nice feeling to have. For example, when I did my whole restaurant experience, I was like, oh, these people are going to look at me. But it was actually quite the opposite. No one looked at me. I think because I was alone, literally no one looked in my direction at all. And it was kind of really nice being invisible because I was, like I said, in my own bubble and I felt safe being in my own company and no one cared. And When you travel alone, you come to realize that people just don't care about you. And it's really, really awesome because when people don't care about you, all of those things that you may be wrapped up inside your head, there is a bigger world out there. There are people 
have bigger problems to deal with than you being by yourself at a restaurant. And I think a lot of those experiences over time throughout my traveling alone really showed me that that is true because people had told me that my whole life, but it never really resonated with me until I was traveling alone and really realized it because I had more time to slow down and be around all these different people, all these different cultures. So it's something that I definitely took with me when I came back home and moved into the new city that I'm now living in. That goes with my next point, which is spending more time experiencing and less time thinking. When you're traveling, especially by yourself, you want to live up every single moment you have, especially for me since I have wanted to go to the UK for years. I was planning to live there for years and I've wanted to travel for years, but COVID did not let us do that. Now that I knew I had this amazing opportunity that a lot of people don't get, I wanted to spend all my time experiencing as much as I could and doing all of the amazing things that each city I was in had to offer. So because of that, I spent more time experiencing and pushing myself to do new things and less time actually thinking about it. And this is something that, again, was really hard for me before I traveled is I would always spend so much time overthinking actions instead of just doing it. But when you're put in an environment and a situation where your whole day is dependent on just doing instead of thinking, it starts to change you. And because I had that lifestyle for two weeks, I just continued having that lifestyle of I have this one day today and I'm going to live it to the fullest. I'm not going to think too much about what I'm going to do. I'm just going to spend more time on action than on overthinking. And that honestly changed the game for me and changed the game for my productivity when I came home. And finally, with all of these things I've mentioned, I had a newfound confidence. I realized people weren't paying attention to me anymore. So that was one thing. So I felt so safe in my own bubble, which made me feel safe in my own person. And Also, when you travel abroad, you meet so many people who come from so many different cultures and you realize that people don't look at the things that you might think of about yourself. I met so many people when I was traveling alone and with my other friend who were just really nice. Some were very, very nice, if you know what I mean, but you realize that you are appreciated in any culture and when you travel abroad you could really see that it's happened to all of my friends who travel abroad just like how much you get hit on or also just how much people want to talk to you whenever I would tell people I was traveling instantly they want to talk to me more and that kind of gave me a newfound confidence as well and separate from that separate from the validation that comes with that the confidence in myself knowing that I could do this I said I want to do this and I did it that is the biggest confidence boost I could even think of so A lot of experiences that come with traveling really relate to your confidence and your self-esteem and it is a huge difference when you come back and I've had many, many people come up to me and actually tell me that. So that is a bonus. So that is what I learned from traveling alone. I would highly, highly, highly recommend traveling alone. There are so many YouTube videos on how to stay safe while traveling alone and different things that you can do while traveling alone to make it more worthwhile. I literally went in with no plan and just hit the ground running and just did what I wanted to do every day. So it's totally up to you how you want to spend that time. But if you have the money and the time off work to do it, then I would highly recommend taking advantage of it. You don't need another person to travel with you. In fact, I think that everyone should travel alone once in their life because I think it is a very formative experience in your 20s and just growing up in general. So would highly recommend 
and I hope you enjoyed this first part of the Love Being Alone series and Dating Yourself series. I'm going to share more activities that you can do to start loving yourself more. Obviously, this was a big first one, and I understand that not everyone is able to travel right now, but even if you could just be a tourist in your own town. I did that when I moved into this new city that I just did, so you can really do it anywhere, but I would highly recommend doing that, but I'll talk more about dating yourself and living alone, being your own best friend, things like that in the future parts of this series. So stay tuned. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed it. I really hope this episode helped you in some way. And if you want to join in on the conversation, make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the girl recovering. And with that said, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and take good care of yourself. Bye for now.